that the Lord can do that. And so I think it's important for us to kind of keep this in mind as we uh, come this morning. I was kind of hesitant to start on this, but I say, well, let me just go take it right on. We're going to another level when we come down to God's word. Um, when we're talking about the, the analysis of one word, all. Uh, let's bow in prayer. Father, how we thank you for our time together. Thank you for what you shared with me through the course of this week. It's my prayer that um, you help me to clearly share it with the saints. And I trust you, Lord, to draw, drive it to their hearts. It will give them greater clarity, greater boldness, greater appreciation, and probably really enhance their prayer life. So lead and guide us now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we uh, come uh, this morning, and as we look at the verse starting in Isaiah 53, 6, we want to uh, look at all the things that's said and done uh, as a result of that. So Roland, if you would just click that, that there. Isaiah 53, 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord have laid upon him the iniquity of us, none of this word. All, you see it two times, all at the beginning and all at the, at the end. How many times we've been reading over verses and what have you? Do we see the word all in this? And then we say, all we like sheep, we've gone astray, every man to his own way, Lord, lay on him the iniquity of us all. We just use the word all, 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 all. Do you understand that all is a foundational principle of God's word? And I'm, I'm here this morning to share with you um, the significance of all. We will dissect this thing and put it back together. Okay? But that's, that's my my desire this morning. Okay. Defining the, the term all. This term is used to refer to the whole quantity or extent of a particular group or thing. All is used with the understanding that there are no exceptions. When you, uh, those of you who are teachers, you said, I want all of you to stand up. That means everybody stand up, you know? Uh, anyone sitting down, then everything stops saying, did you hear me? All of you supposed to stand up, okay? Uh, I didn't give you an exception. Consider this, all means all, and that's all. There are at least two ways that the word all has been used. And I wanna really drive this home to you. When the Lord used all, if you, miss it, if you uh, misunderstand how to use it, you start using Old Testament text with New Testament text and, and mess up your thinking. That's why we need to understand why all is so important and it's interwoven into scripture, okay? Let's go on. In our introduction, we live in a dark and wicked and messed up world. With all of the great technology advancement, technological advances, there's nothing man can do to fix it. It took the baby Christ, the son of God, to make a radical change. In the Bible, the word all is mentioned 3,661 times. 
it would be wise to understand the significance of this word. And so that's why we're going to do this. Well, when we look at this here, when it says God used this son of, uh, to establish a new normal, uh, here I think we need to, as we look at this uh, scene here, let's focus for a moment. Understand that when man sinned, and it'll be explained a little bit later, when man sinned, then the DNA of sin was on everyone, every child that was born. So what does it take for a child to be born other than the natural course? It has to be number one, blood and water. First, the water breaks, and then there's, there's, there's some blood. It takes blood and water. And God says, every man, all of you are under the DNA of sin, every one of you. And then we look at the picture of Jesus Christ. How do we, how, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so Jesus Christ shed his blood and then the soldier come along and he take a spear and he jabs it into his side. And so you have the blood and water. Now stay with me. Here is where you find the difference between the two words all. And you say, why do you say it? And what is your burden of proof? And I will prove it. But I do want you to understand that, that this whole idea of Jesus' birth and, and then the, uh, his burial, crucifixion, burial, and resurrection is, is very important to validate and, and uh, confirm the word all. Okay. Uh, well, let's, let's go on. Bend your ear long enough on this. Let's keep everything in context. All scripture is, oh, did I say all again? Man. Is given by spirit inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, or instruction in the righteousness of God. It tells you what to do, gets on your back when you don't do it, then give you the right way to do it, and then give you the right path to follow. All scripture is given for that. Then say some, all scripture. So then we need to see how it works in our lives. Okay, consider this. The birth of Christ established a clear line of distinction between the inclusive group, that's the unbelievers, and the exclusive group, those who are in Christ. Both groups are distinguished and governed by this one word, all. First Corinthians 15, 21 says, for as many by a, uh, by a man came death, by a man was has come also the resurrection of the dead. In Adam, here's his word, all died. Our DNA declared it. In Christ shall be all made alive. That's in Christ. Each time you see the word all, all in rebellion to, to the Lord and all in redemption by the Lord. You're either in one or the other. And what the law did, the law did not wash away sins. That was not the purpose of the law. Never been the purpose of the law to wash away our sins. Now, the law only covered the sins until Jesus Christ died for those uh, who believe, were given to the uh, uh, faith to believe in him. Uh, so that's why we see this whole, uh, this, uh, whole comparison here. And so you see this comparison going back and forth. Adam the DNA of, of physical DNA, Christ, the spiritual DNA, and affects each one of the groups 
all are affected, which means what? All your works of righteousness are filthy as rags. If you, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you can be a Buddha, you can be in Shintoism, you can be all these other groups. You can do all the good things and be a nice person. And guess what? You're still going to burn in the lake of fire. Why? Because your DNA, have not. you do not have the new normal of the new DNA that's in Christ Jesus. Because under this, everybody is guilty. No exception. I don't care how cute they are, how intelligent, whatever they have, God gave it to them in the first place. Okay. In Christ, whatever we have, of course, God gave it to us in the first place. He called us. He, uh, he selected us, called us, and sanctified us. He's the one who has done this. Okay. So this is a train of, ten, a train of thought that we will go, go through to the course of this, this uh, morning. And of course, uh, I anticipate there might be some confusion, and I'll be glad to uh, kind of I'll work it out for you. But as long as you understand, there are two types of alls. All who are outside of the will of God and all that are in the will of God and in the middle is that line where you have to come by the way of the cross if you're going to get on, on, on God's side, okay? God is angry with the wicked all the day, all the day. Okay, well, uh, thinking it through, this word all has been established through two unique uh, bloodlines. So I just kind of put this word all into the uh, bloodline. One, through the physical bloodline of Adam. And two, uh, through and by the spiritual bloodline of Christ. Each one, you can't cross them. There's no mixture of them. Either you're saved or you're not saved. Either you're a sinner or you are a saint. I... Uh, for me, this is Don Racket. For me, I, I cringe. You know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Listen, you are a saint of God because God chose. Let's start talking about what God has done. We know what you were. Everybody knew what we were. But the whole idea now is who we are. And the bloodline is very clear. Let's celebrate who we are and build on who we are. And we tell me, oh boy, and then when I was a this and when I was that and when I was, listen, stay with what Jesus Christ has done and what God is planning for our lives. Think today and to prepare us for tomorrow. Okay, well, let's go on. Let's go through the bloodline of Adam. God used all in declaring his uh, condemnation of all the human race. Man's relationship with God, which exists outside of the will of God. All is an inclusive term with no exceptions. Okay. So keep that in mind. Now here's some scripture to validate it. Romans 3, 9. What then? Are we Jews and better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. It is written... None is righteous. What part of all you don't, none is righteous. No, not one. That's another way of saying all. No one understands. No one seeks God, uh, seeks for God. Why is that? Because dead people cannot seek life. If God does not turn on the light, then you are dead in your sin. You have no concern about God. You're dead. Okay. Uh, don't expect an unbeliever to have the same perspective that you have and you're on the other side of the cross. This word all is that uh, the lineal line that is very clear. Okay, 
Let's go on. Romans 3.12. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Are we getting the word all into our little vocabulary here? And that's on the, that's before the cross. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because of sin. You see the repetitive here? Not only all, but you see the word sin, sin, the repetitive of it is, is the fact is that sin keeps you in the inclusive group separated from God. But when you accept Christ, you become an exclusive group where God has us a great things to do for us. But now we're talking about the person who's in. Romans uh, 5.13 confirms the fact. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where the, there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. Let's keep the understanding. Everyone who is not saved are lost. And if you're lost, you're going to go to a place that was never, never, and never intended for, for God's creation you'll be in the lake of fire. Death and hell will be tossed into the lake of fire. And understand something. God is very meticulous in what he does. All you have to do is look at his creation, all the way down to the uh, protozoa and uh, amoeba, all of these little, from the tiniest microscopic scale, uh, you'll be able to see that God is very meticulous. Then how much how powerful, how intense will the lake of fire be that God, and this is, it doesn't say he will, has already made for Satan. It's just waiting for him. And for a person to die on the other side of Calvary, and it says all have sinned, there's nothing they can do that can save them. And all of us who are saved, praise the Lord. Question, what is, what is it like being a part of the inclusive group governed by the endemic bloodline. Man exists in darkness, which affects his identity, his thinking, his words, and his actions. His identity, he never, he's always searching for his identity. He's one thing and then he's uh, another and uh, uh, he, he can't nail it down. There's no absolutes. No, absolutely. And guess what? I'm not talking about somebody on the street. I'm talking about the, the professors, the intellectuals. And they're coming to the conclusion. The only thing that I know is that I don't know. They can talk about the universe and all of the planets and the intricate uh, aspects of the planets and then come to the final thing. I really don't know. Yeah, I think they're thinking. Their thinking is, is awesome. We'll go over what they're thinking. But your thinking affects your, uh, your actions. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why in order to do right, you have to think right. So why do you think God's word, 
uh, is so important for us to think the right things. The thinking of an unbeliever is, is, um, is skewed and off base and will continue that way until the day they die. Unless the grace of God comes in and makes a difference. Then their words, boy, the words that the uh, unbeliever uses. And then be careful that you are not drawn into this. Be careful not to use God's word, a word, the, the name of God, in frivolous um, conversation. Um, when, you, when you say, oh, my God, what do you mean, oh, my God? Keep God out of it. The world have a tendency to use these words, and guess what? Sometimes community uh, comedians use it, and it makes the audience laugh louder. I, uh, I told you, the Lord really convicted me in the middle of my act with Kilroy. Um, I noticed the thing that made the people laugh the most when. Kilroy, quote, was in trouble. And we cried out, Jesus. And the more I said, Jesus, the more the people laughed. They said, well, Donald, you thinking, no, no, no. After the act, I said, boy, that, I mean, it, I was really, it was really funny. And, and, and Kilroy kept saying, Jesus, and they bust out laughing. And it broke my heart. It's at that point when I said, you know what? It's time for me to shift gears. And I promise the Lord I will not use his name that others may use it to laugh. Their words, the unbeliever has no, because they're dead, they don't even know what we do. His actions, the things he will do. Some of the things you see on the news media, it's, it's on a child's play compared to what will happen when the church is taken out of the way. Uh, the um, the imagination of man going all the way back to the to the uh, to Noah, the imagination of man will be wicked continuously, and his actions will reveal it. Sin has a free reign, devastating effect on the position and destiny of his participants. You see the whole thing about those who are on in the um, in the inclusive group is driven by sin. Those in the exclusive group, we are driven by the Savior. In the, in the inclusive group, sin will guide them into eternal uh, lake of fire. In the exclusive group, we find that our Savior initiates us to be into eternal relationship with God. And so we see here, and each one has the word all connected to it. So when the Lord, when you see scripture and talk about all, make sure you understand which group he's talking to. It's not your male, okay? You can learn from it now. We could read another book's male, okay? But when it talks to us, we should be really paying a close attention to all of us on the other side of Calvary. God paid for that. We were bought with a price. We need to live for it, amen? Okay. 2 Timothy uh, 3, uh, 1 says, but understand this, that in the last days, we'll break down, but still talking about these other folks in the inclusive group, there will uh, come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, 
disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, because you can't satisfy them, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not doing, not loving good. Wow. That's saying a whole lot, huh? Uh, I think there's more to it, but at least as we look at these, uh, oh yeah, let's go on. Treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, loves of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of God. Oh, wow, look at this now. You think that happened on the outside? There's some folks in the church. Having the appearance of godliness, but the conjunction with a function, denying its power, avoid such people. You got the list? The Lord says, if you see that list, those are the inclusive group. Avoid them. You're not a part of them. Okay, avoid them. Share the gospel, but don't get too close. Okay, amen. Well, I think you got the idea here. Then let's move to the, the second part. Uh, do and by the blood of Christ. Our relationship within the will of God, everything is exclusive, flowing in and through Christ. Everything now is all. We are all processed by God's grace through faith. faith. We're all given a permanent position as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Don't ever worry about your salvation. The Lord made it clear. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I give it to me eternal life and they shall never perish. My father who's great and all has given to me and they, they're in my father's hand and they shall, get this now, they shall not be able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Listen carefully, saints. We're double locked into the family of God. So it's a permanent position. So we have a, a fixed uh, uh, future, a, uh, a prosperous future. Praise God. No more pain and doctors and all these other things. Then we are all given strict principles and patterns to live by. And that's when people have a tendency to cringe. Yeah, I know I'm a believer, but no, 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 no. I'm a believer and Let's take that out of it. Let's use another conjunction. So we are all given strict principles and patterns to live by. And that's why God has given us the, uh, uh, the New Testament to know who Jesus Christ is, what he has done, uh, what is expected of us, uh, our future. God has laid everything out. This book is good for us, for our everyday viewing, uh, reading, uh, studying, and applying. Okay. Oh, well, that's because we're on the other side. I praise God for the other side. Here's some more about we all. We are all being purified by God to exist and greatly appreciate all that he has for us. The more God purify us in our lives, the greater appreciation in this life we have concerning God. Why do you think that God wants to clear? Because why? We're battling with the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so the more God purifies and that's why he's chasing those whom he loves getting all of that stuff out of our lives you'd be surprised how uh, sin have gripped individuals and they become so self-centered all about their world and you listen to their vocabulary me my i you know those those, those pronouns that the personal pronouns that they use okay uh there's something else we all have permission to approach the throne of god 
I'm, I'm talking about the saints, not the angels. I'm talking about the saints. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then the Lord says, when you come before me, come before me boldly, says the Hebrew writer. Approach his throne boldly. Here the angels are saying, holy, holy, holy. And you're walking before the throne of God saying, that's my daddy, Abba Father. Oh, what a privilege we have and a position we have. The angels are our servants. And their servants are those who are heirs of salvation, according to Hebrew, Hebrews 1.11. So we are, we are joint heirs with Christ. We're all joint heirs with Christ. And, uh, and so being joint heirs with Christ, uh, he says, Father, we says, Father. All that we have is in Christ. Praise God for the new, the new normal in us, the new all in us. Aren't you going to add that this word all is not just a flippers word that's thrown around, that it's very clear there's a different group, all those who do not know God, all those who know God. Then we all will experience the world's hostility as they observe our righteous life. The closer we get to God, we start cleansing ourselves and the world will notice you're not like them. And they will, and we will be persecuted just like they persecuted Christ. Why? We're no higher than our masters. So, um, so we need to keep that in mind. If you look at this whole idea of all, I'm gonna bend your ears long enough here, just to get you thinking on it. So, one last thing: we need to read, understand, and properly apply the Word of God. Being called, forgiven, and placed in the kingdom of God behooves us to remember and practice the principles of God's word. Well, what's the principles of God's word? Glad you asked. Let's go over the list here. Number one, we are all responsible. Now we're talking about the new all, you all, responsible for praying. We all, we are all responsible for studying the word of God. I didn't say reading. The Bible does not say reading. The emphasis is on studying. Third, we are all responsible for discipleship. We're put here to bring others in the ship. We're put here to tell others the good news that they don't have to be the, a part of the inclusive group, but they can become a part of the exclusive group. And those whom they will, who will come to Lord Jesus Christ, he said he will no wise cast them out. And so discipleship is so important. We are all responsible for praising God. Well, uh, and understand something. All of us have a built-in DNA on how we praise and what we praise God for. Our praise is there, it's just where it's directed. Boy, I mean, you tell you're down in the dumps and uh, uh, your rent is due and light bill too, as the song says, and all of a sudden someone knocks on the door and says that this person has uh, given you a will, and the will is uh, at least nowadays is small, but $1.5 million. Now, would you just say, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your uh, dropping it off at my house. You start your hallelujah dance right there at the door because you know how to praise 
It's what you're praising. Some of you look at sports. Gotta look at that sport, boy. And boy, we look at your, your favorite player and down to the wire. And boy, when they actually do it that last few seconds, you don't say, well, that was a nice game. You are screaming and hollering. Some folks come back almost hoarse. And then they get in, in church among the saints before a holy God and they're silent. You know, I, sometimes it comes to my mind. What if you had a toy or whatever the case may be, and it's supposed to work, or a nice vehicle? It's supposed to work. You put the key in, you turn, you turn the ignition, and it doesn't work. Then I don't care how good looking it is and what it does. It's supposed to operate when the key is turned. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, says the psalmist. All the way through you find, through the troubles and everything else, the psalmist coming up with, I'll yet praise him. It's so important. Who's responsible for the idea of studying his, his word, discipleship, who's responsible for praising God. I think I have a few more as we wrap it up. We are all responsible for obeying God in every aspect of our lives. Nothing should be off the table. They had a song in Emory Avenue Church of God where we learned it. Is your all on the altar? Is it all there? Is it all there? Um, don't miss anything. Is your all on the altar? If not, then here's the next question. Why not? If God had put his all on the cross, then why can't we put our all at his disposal? We are all responsible for our emotional response to the challenges of our lives. God is saying, how you respond to a situation, now I grant you some can be quite horrific because it's, it's working from the outside in, but how we match it is by what we have from the inside out. That's what Job was teaching us. Job was saying, I lost my sons, my, my daughters, I lost my land, I, I lost everything. I got balls from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. He said, but I want to say one thing, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so I find that we, when the challenges of life, and guess what? God does not tell us ahead of time what's going to happen. It just happens. Then finally, we are all responsible for drawing near to God and resisting the devil. Don't believe Satan's lie. Don't believe what he has to say in this area. Keep your trust in God. Trust only in him. Amen. 2023 is another opportunity for us as living sacrifices to put our all on the altar. The peace, joy, and blessings of tomorrow will be determined by the submissiveness of our hearts today. Our Father wants it all. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And my prayer is as we start off this year, let's start off um, at, a, at a good position. Uh, you, you might be, the position should not be a, a failure. Believers are not failures. They may have setback, not failure. Whatever position you are, let's start off with God and see how we wind up. Uh, monitor yourself through the months. How you doing? Have, how you been doing to January? How you been doing to February? Be able to end on 2023 saying, Lord, thank you for enabling me for running well. I guarantee you'll be blessed. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, I just pray right now for those on the sound of my voice, and those who might not know you, those who are got have their alls mixed up and uh, doing a part of the world and then trying to do a part of your word. And it's unacceptable. And I know you're straightening it out, Lord. Oh, we are all with all the spiritual blessings, we are all yours, Lord. And you have given us a new name, a destiny, power, position. Thank you, Lord. Help us to live with all of the benefits we have because of Calvary. Spiritual benefits, physical benefits, the benefits of getting to know one another, to gather together in prayer. The benefits of, of rejoicing in the Lord always. Oh, Lord, thank you for the saints. If we're not there, Lord, help us to get there. And for those who do not know Christ, help them, the Lord, make that transition from the inclusive group outside of, on the other side of the cross to the exclusive group through Jesus Christ, that they what they do will be in Christ and through Christ and by Christ. May we be those individuals. So I pray for that individual to say, I'm a sinner, I can't save myself. And that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for my sins and rose again. And I'm asking him to forgive me of my sins and make me one of his. If you're that person, I pray that God will make a difference in your life. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. So we close in Jesus' name. Amen. We close on this uh, note as far as the message is concerned. Oh, come to the altar.